Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland with Pastor Sherrell. Let's talk about the things that affect the body of Christ in this world today and how we can truly impact the world. Enjoy the next song and following that will be the voice of Pastor Sherrell live in Portland. Thank you. 
make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. First, giving honor to God, who's the head of my life, to Pastor Black, Elder uh, Miniweather, and Elder Dante, and to each of you, my brothers and sisters, called to worship. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. That's our call to worship. Uh, our order of service this morning will be our intercessory prayer by our own Deacon and Faye, a song, a devotional reading, and prayer by Mother Harris, pastoral observation, praise and worship, and then God's spoken word. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Oh, 
oh God, Deacon Wynn, Lord God. Oh, touch Brother Kibbis in the name of Jesus. Brother Farrell, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, our musician, Father God. Touch her body in the name of Christ Jesus. Touch elders, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, you're able, Father God, to do it seemingly and abundantly above all. We can ask, think, or even imagine. How thy no way, God. Touch Sister Heart, God, in the name of Jesus. Touch my sister Shirley, God. Touch Sister Janetta, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Be glorified, God, today. Up in this place, God. Up in this place, God. Throw your weight around, God. Throw your weight around, God. Do what you do best, God. Do what you do best, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Touch right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be glorified, God. Be glorified, God. Be glorified, God. Up in this place, God. Up in this place, God. Use us, God. Use us, God. Use us, God. As you see fit, Father God. In the name of Jesus. The Christ we do pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be glorified, God. Be glorified, God. In the name of Jesus. We pray and ask it all. Amen and amen.
Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Come on and let's bless him. Let's bless him. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the honor. He's worthy of the praise. Hallelujah. We truly honor the presence of the Lord that is here this morning. And we honor God, amen, for allowing us this time to come together to worship him. What the Bible say? In spirit and in truth. Amen. We love the Lord on today with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. We welcome all of you to uh, our worship experience this morning. This is National Back to Church Month Day, and we are so glad that you chose to worship with us on today. Amen. Thank God for Mother Kimmins with our call to worship. Amen. And Deacon F. Faye with our 
intercessory prayer, our song that got us just fired up, ready to go, Minister Lee on the keys, Elder Dante Farmer on the bass. Y'all better come on up in here. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And Mother Harris for that scripture reading and our um, prayer. We're just truly grateful to God. I want to take this time to welcome any guests that we have that are worshiping with us. I sent that text out to a whole lot of folks this morning, y'all. Amen. It's lit up. Amen. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe they got disconnected. But I want to welcome anyone that's calling today for the first time. You are a first-time worshiper, or it's been a long time since you've been in the house with us. We want to hear your voice once today. We want to give you the opportunity to say good morning to us, good afternoon to us. All you have to do is press one on your phone, and we can bring you on live. We can bring you on live. While we're waiting for them to think about it, I do want to just give us some, a few announcements. This week we're getting ready for the Women's Conference at the St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. Women under construction empowered to unleash God's presence in our lives. Amen. And so we've been under construction for four years. That's okay, amen, because it takes some time. It don't, it's, now, buildings aren't put up overnight, amen, amen. If we fall and we, I think about that apartment complex that's across the street from Mother Mays. When they were building it, it was all together. And then overnight, it caught fire and burned down. And when I drove past it the other day, it was nothing but dirt. But they are rebuilding it. And I'm sure it's going to be better than what it was before. And so that's what God does to us. Amen. When we fall down, he picks us back up that we may be better than we were before. And so for the women that are with us, men, you can also join us and pray. Maybe you have a woman in your life that needs to get this word. You got a daughter, a sister, a mother, a wife that needs this word. And so I want you to join us as we fast this week. We're doing the Daniel fast. Nothing but fruits and vegetables from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. After the 6 p.m., you can eat what you choose. Amen? But during the course of the day, it's fruits and vegetables from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Don't forget to incorporate prayer and Bible study. Amen? This got a little bit of something in it. I don't know what. Okay. I can't back up. Amen? Amen. He got it. He got me. Okay. Um, so we, um, we're we going to be fasting. We're going to be praying. Don't forget to pray. When Daniel did the fast, he prayed 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and 3 o'clock. So if you can remember those hours of prayer, those are prayer watches. 6, 9, 12, 3, 6, 9, 12. We're going to be some praying folks. Amen. So let's let's take out those times to pray. And don't forget there's noonday prayer every day uh, with um, Elder Miniweather. So that gives you an opportunity. You might not can pray, but you can call in and hear the prayer. Amen. And that gives you strength. Amen. Don't forget Bible study is on Wednesday night. That gives you that push that you don't have to look for nothing to study. You can just be ready to join us in Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16 is where we started on last Wednesday. We made it to verse 14, so we're going to conclude that. So Revelation, start reading. you got to read up to 14. Amen. And I got some good information. I went back, Elder Bennyweather, and done some more research. 
Amen. So I'm excited about what God has to say to us Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Amen. I'd like to meet with our elders on Wednesday after Bible study. Amen. Y'all didn't keep me back and say, yes, that was good, but I got the okay to everything else. So was it okay? Six, okay, after Bible study. Amen. We good. We good. I love it. I love it. I love it. We got, we got, we, we're growing. We're growing. So we have a ministerial staff that pastors learning how to work with and communicate with and stay on top of things so that we can continue to do all things well. Friday night at 7 o'clock, we'll be at St. Paul for the candlelight service. And then Sunday, at Saturday at 10 a.m., the women will gather together for the workshop. There will be two workshops. Um, Pastor Deborah Kimbrell um, will do one of those workshops, and I will do the other workshop. And then on Sunday morning will be the conclusion of the matter. We will all be at St. Paul. We will not meet here on Sunday morning. We will all meet at St. Paul at 10 o'clock. Bring your mask. Wear your mask. We will be at St. Paul at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Um, a few of us are on program Sunday morning. Sister Kamisha, Elder Miniweather, and myself will be serving um, during the worship experience. Minister Lee will be serving during the worship experience. So we we in this thing, amen? So next Sunday, next weekend, so please be praying. Their speaker is Evangelist Laura E. Porter from Temple, um, Texas. Uh, tonight she will be our speaker on Blog Light of Portland. So please tune in to the Light of Portland tonight to get the opportunity to hear this woman of God go before us in prayer. Amen. Uh, we are getting ready. We are getting ready. We are getting ready um, for our 40th church anniversary. August of 2024, we will be turning 40 years old. And so we're going to celebrate like there's never been a celebration. And we're not waiting. We're starting now. Amen. Getting ourselves prepared and in place to do great things, not only for us, but for the community. Amen. And so I'm asking all of you to make sure if you have not got your envelope from um, Deacon S. Faye, get your envelope. We're asking for every member to give $400. You can start now by giving a little at a time. Some people are doing $40 a month. Some people are doing $33, $33. Amen. Some people are just giving the whole $400. Uh, some people are doing $200 or $100 at a time. But we're asking each member to please give $400 towards our 40th church anniversary. Amen. We've got some work and some things we want done, and so we're asking everyone to please help us that we may do the work that God has called us to do, uh, not just here, but in this community. Amen? In this community. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, I Do I have any other? Do I miss anything? October the 4th Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Sister Camille. Well, I still got all of October. October 1st, which is the first Sunday, amen, um, Elder Miniweather will be bringing the word at our 1130 worship service. I will be in Seattle, Washington, celebrating with Pastor Demetrius A. Devers as he's going to be installed as the senior pastor of the Greater Mount Baker Missionary Baptist Church. So please keep um, us in prayer as we're traveling up on Friday, Saturday morning, Please pray for Elder Miniweather. Amen. 
And then on the third Sunday of October, which is the 15th, amen, a group of the women from the women's ministry will be traveling to Spokane, Washington. Come on now, we on the move, we on the move. Our women's ministry will be going to Spokane, Washington. I will be speaking on Saturday at 3 p.m., Sunday at 11 a.m. at the New Hope Mission Baptist Church in Spokane, Washington. Our friends, our brother and sister, Pastor James and Lady LaShawn Watkins, amen, are waiting to greet all of us, amen. And so if you say, I want to go, it ain't too late. Amen. You can go. Amen. I can give you the flight information. Amen. Um, if you feel like you want to drive, there are a group of that's driving, right? And we'll give you their information when they leave and their car is full, but you can follow in your own car. Amen. <laughs> you can follow in your own car because their car is full, but I need to know so that I can let, let Lady LaShawn know about your rooming. Amen because they have a block of rooms for us, and we have been cutting down the room. She started with 10. We had five. And so uh, Tuesday is her cutoff. Uh, no, next Tuesday is her cutoff. So I want to be able to let her know by next Tuesday to let go of all those rooms. Amen? So if you're traveling with us, please let me know. We would love to have you. We're expecting a hallelujah great time in the Lord. Amen? And so we are just grateful to God for what he is doing in our midst. Amen? Did I miss anything? The flight back? Okay. So they'd have to leave earlier or the next day? Okay. So they'd have to leave earlier. Okay. Amen. All right. Well, we can, we'll make it do what it do. Amen. Make it do what it do. We have any visitors? Amen. All right. Well, um, this, this is, amen, you're home. That's, that's Evangelist Barbara Hardaway is home. Amen. Amen. She is home. We um we praise God. I'm sorry, on the fourth Sunday. Thank you, Sister Kamisha. Our breast cancer awareness. So on the fourth Sunday, Sister Kamisha is asking us all to wear pink on the fourth Sunday of October for breast cancer awareness. And so they've already started. Amen. Um Susan G. Coleman had a run on yesterday. And so they're already starting their activities, so you should be able to find some pink somewhere, even at the Dollar Tree. Amen. You should be able to find something pink to represent breast cancer awareness. And so we definitely want to talk about that and get um, ourselves and our hearts and our minds ready. Um, we praise God for what he has done. Let me ask you this question. Has God done anything for you lately? Oh, y'all don't really act like it. And we worship him for who he is. I don't know who he is to you, but this week I've seen him be a healer. Just this week. I've seen him be a mind regulator. On this week, I've seen him be a lifter up of a hung down head. I, I don't have to go back years and years. I'm just talking about what happened this week. I've seen him make a way out of no way. And 
I honor him for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he is going to do. And I honor him for who he is in my life. And so now this portion of our worship experience, you get to come before the throne of God on your own to worship him, to praise him, to magnify him, to lift him up, to exalt him, to give him glory, to give him honor, to give him praise. Because he alone is worthy. So I want to invite you to stand to your feet to get ready to go before the Lord in our praise and worship.
God is so wonderful. Wonderful is our God. Somebody says, all of my life, I've never known you to fail, God. You remain the same because wonderful is your name. But then they have a song also says, God, it is wonderful.
You need to look like an open container. You need to look like an open container. Let me help you out. Your arms are open. Your hands are open so you can receive. If you want to receive the anointing of the Lord, you need to act like you want it. Because it's only him that can change our life. It's only him that can change our minds. It's only him. So we honor you, Father, for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Trust us with it, Lord. Trust us with it, Lord. Trust us with it, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. Come on and clap your hands, all you people. Come on and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. God is so good today. He is so worthy of all our praise. Amen. We want to call your attention to the book of Leviticus. Thank you. We are continuing in our walk through the Bible. And each week, each week, we have been giving you highlights of each book so that you're not just uh, reading through, but you're getting some knowledge and you're getting some information about each of the books. This is the third book of the Old Testament. Uh, in school, they would refer to it as the Pentateuch, which means five, which means law. So the first five books of the Bible are considered the law. What are those first five books? Amen. And they were all written by who? Moses. Amen. All written by Moses. And who were they written to? The children of Israel, God's chosen people. Amen. God's chosen people. So it don't 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 do us good to just read the Bible and not gain some knowledge and some information. Amen. So Leviticus. Leviticus is a handbook for the priests and the Levites outlining their duties and responsibilities in worship. I want to commend our ministerial staff on this morning. Everything ran smoothly. Come on, put your hands together. We are a work in progress, but everything ran smoothly. I was able to worship the Lord and able to hear from him as we continue to journey through our worship experience. And so that's what we read in Leviticus. How do we handle worship? How do we respond to worship? How do we do worship appropriately? What's the right way to do worship? The other thing that we find in the book of Leviticus that was written for the children of Israel, the Hebrew people, God's chosen generation, was a guide for holy living. 
This sounds like to me that it's a lot of rules going to be coming forth here. Now, we said last week, um, Exodus, Moses was given the Ten Commandments. Those were the ones that he, he gave, that the, the Lord spoke to him, and he wrote on a tablet, and he took it back to the children of Israel, and they told him, Moses, next time you just talk to us. Don't let God talk to us. Because that thunder and that lightning and them dark clouds, that scared us. So you talk to us on God's behalf. And we learned that there were over 613 commandments given to the children of Israel. And I know somebody is saying, that's a bunch of rules. And do I got to follow them all? Do I got to learn them all? Do I need to know them all? Well, let me help you out. Because we don't have to know them all. We just need to know the greatest. Jesus says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the, the summation of this lesson on today. Even though we're looking at Leviticus, the very bottom line is what Jesus says. So as we look here, we already said that Moses was the author. The word holiness appears 152 times. 152 times. The word holiness. In Leviticus um, chapter 1 through chapter 17, they all, their focus, their emphasis is on worship. On chapter 18, verse 1 to chapter 27, verse 34, it's all about holy living. We were born to worship. And the purpose in life is for us to live holy. So Leviticus should be a book that we read. But I understand that it's a little hard to understand, and it's a lot to grasp. So can I tell you that Psalms 73, verse 1, through Psalms 89:52 is similar to Leviticus. These Psalms praise God because he's holy, and his perfect holiness deserves our worship and reverence. I'll give those to you again. Psalm 73, verse 1 through 89, verse 52, is similar to the book of Leviticus. So if you don't, if you say, oh, that Leviticus is too much, that's too hard for me to read right now, start at the Psalms. And then just don't read it from the King James Version. Read it from the NIV. Read it from the living, read it from the message, and then ask God for interpretation. Ask God for a revelation. Ask God for manifestation of these words that are found in these passages of Scripture to be manifested not only in your life, but in this sanctuary. Not only in this sanctuary, but in this community. 
Because a church without a community and a community without a church is unacceptable. In the book of Leviticus, there are some things that we find here that are important to God. Let me tell you, number one, that relationship is important to God. Relationship is important to God. As individuals, as human beings, our first responsibility for relationship goes upward. What did Jesus say? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all their might. Then he says, love your neighbor. Y'all praise God because I haven't been able to lift this arm and, and move it like this all week. So our relationship go up, and they come out. That reminds us of the what? You cannot love your neighbor if you don't love the Christ. You cannot love your neighbor if you don't love the Creator. I tell people that are getting married, I, I tell them all the time, you know, if, if your spouse-to-be uh, don't love God, don't honor God, don't respect God, don't appreciate God, is not faithful to God, they're going to have a hard time doing all that for you. It's just the truth. So in the book of Leviticus, there are some things that we see here, some principles. Principles are things that we live by. We, we, we govern ourselves according to the principles and morals that help build ethics, to help build character in us. Some of these lessons that we find in the book of Leviticus are lessons about social justice, how to treat people fairly. We also will read about compassion, we will read about stewardship and gratitude, reverence to the name of God, and labor relations. Living as God's people is the title of this lesson. But what I want us to know that even though all of these rules apply to us, we can and should live joyfully. Amen? We should still live joyfully. Let's read Leviticus 19, starting at verse 9. And if you have your Sunday school books, I don't know what page it is because I don't have mine. 27. Amen. 27. There's one more book right up here. And there might be some under the pew. Does everybody have a book? Amen. Sister Barfield, you can take that book home with you so you can study. Amen. 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 You two Sundays, you almost in. <laughs> yes, sir. Mother Bradley is skipping around heaven. Amen. Leviticus 19 and 9. When you harvest the crops of your land, 
Do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fences, and do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not stripe every last bunch of grapes from the vines, and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. Let me pause. Let me say, this is talking about social justice. This is talking about taking care of those that do not have what we have. This is talking about sharing what we have with others. This, this is the key to having compassion. A selfish person is only concerned about me, my four, no more. But a person that's full of compassion and love wants to make sure that the, everybody has enough to sustain themselves. Now, we read this again in Ruth chapter 2. This is how Ruth and Naomi survived. Amen? All right, I just want to make sure I've got some Bible scholars with me. Uh, verse 11 says, uh, here we go with these, do not. Do not steal. Do not deceive or cheat one another. Do not bring blame on the name of your God by using it to swear falsely. I am the Lord. Do not deframe or rob your neighbor. Do not make your hired workers wait until the end next day to receive their pay. Do not insult the deaf or cause the blind to stumble. You must fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful. Always judge people fairly. Do not spread slanderous gospel, gossip among your people. Do not stand idly by while your neighbor's life is in threat. I am the Lord. Do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. I'm going to come back. Confront people directly so you will not be held guilty for their sins. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Leviticus chapter 18 is a holiness code. All through Leviticus 18 through chapter 24, the Israelites have been given a set of ethical and religious responsibilities. This uh, not only applies to the children of Israel, but it applies to you and I today. Let's look at, 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 at this, this passage of Scripture again. These are moral principles that we live by. We teach our children at an early age, don't steal. And, you know, little kids are innocent. They go to the store. They don't understand that they got to pay for all this stuff. They pick up the pack of bubble gum or they pick up the toy and they come out the store. You turn around because you're so busy with your groceries and counting your money, you ain't paid attention to them. 
But when you realize they came out the store, you're in the car, you're halfway home, and you see they got a new toy or they're eating something that you didn't pay for, what's the first thing that come out your mouth? Where that come from? You don't steal from the store. But that's the first law we teach our children. It's not to steal. But look, it says, it says don't deceive or cheat one another. This is, this is, this, how do we do that? We lie. We tell half truth. We, we don't, we don't say nothing because that ain't my business. I'm real quick to say I mind the business that pays me. I'm real quick to say I'm going to stay in my own lane. But every now and then, you need to make some of that business just your business. And every now and then, you need to step out of the lane, especially if they're going against the will of God. Because that's our job as Christians, as those living justly, living holy, living righteous before him. He says, don't shame the name of the Lord by using his name. This is taking his name in vain. We don't swear to God. And we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't damn the God. Those are things that don't come out of our mouth. He says, don't, don't rob from your neighbor. He looks, now he's talking to people that, are, that have businesses. He says, don't make the people that you've hired wait until the next day to get paid. Wouldn't that be something, uh, Deaconess, if you left the Rose Quarter with a check? Every time you left? Come on, somebody. But we wait to the 1st, the 5th, the 15th, the 20th, the last day of the month, and we got to make do what we got to do. But he's saying to the, those that have business owners, look, there, there's a principle for you to follow. You just can't treat people any kind of way. You, you, you got principles and guidelines to follow. He says, don't, don't bring an insult to those that, are, that can't hear, that are blind. Now, let, let's take it out of the natural. Let's go to the spiritual side. Because some people spiritually can't hear the word of God, and they spiritually can't see the manifestation of God. So what are we to do for them? Because they're not here right now. They're out there. So we must be kind to them. We must be loving to them. We must show them love because they don't see what we see, God's mighty hand moving in the atmosphere. How on earth could a fire in Oregon City, which is like, what, 15 minutes from here, 20, just be contained so quickly? Because God could have caused a wind to blow. And what, what was newly developed out there could have easily been burnt to ashes quickly. But God gave wisdom and knowledge to the firefighters to contain the fire. They didn't do that on their own. Did you wake up knowing how to be a firefighter? 
Did you wake up knowing how to be a banker? God gave wisdom. God gave knowledge. God gave power. So we find here a holiness code from Leviticus 18 to 29, ethical and religious responsibilities. We can't say we didn't know because we know. We find here in our lesson how to treat others right. We find here in this lesson, verse 17 and 18, that it all starts in the heart. Being kind, being compassionate, being humble, being gentle, being loving, being forgiving. Because, ah, let me back up. He says in this passage of scripture, don't use hatred that's in your heart for any of your relatives. Don't hold a grudge. Then he says, confront people directly. Now, sometimes we can't confront people directly because they're not here. They're dead and gone. But we still hold on a grudge. Sometimes we can't confront people directly because it will expose who they are. But for us, we are to forgive. I was just watching a show yesterday, and the man said, um, he says, people forgive, but they don't forget. I forgive. But I don't need to live in forgetful land. I don't need to, every time I see you, bring up the past. Every time somebody mentions your name, I don't have to talk about what you did to me. Because if I live like that, have I really forgiven? We also find here in these verses, verses 33 and 34, how to care for strangers. The Bible tells us to be careful how you entertain strangers because you could be entertaining angels unwarily. In, in, the, in the Sunday school lesson in, um, in Focus, it talked about an uh, experience that Gandhi had. And Gandhi was just so fascinated by what he had read about Christianity. And, and, and he says, you know what? I, 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 I think that this is the religion for me. I, I think I want to know who God is. I think I, I want to live a life like, like I've been reading, like I've been studying, because I've been trying to get a good understanding of Christianity. So in the story in Focus, it told us that uh, he was, this was during the time of the apartheid in South Africa. And he got up and he went to church. He went to church and the usher didn't greet him with love, with compassion, with humility. 
with kindness. The usher was not acting Christ-like. The usher was not doing ministry like Jesus. The usher told him, you need to go and worship with your own people. He left that church never to return to the gospel or to Christ. That's why it's important that we exercise the gift of hospitality here in this ministry. We are the church of love on the grove. And people should not come to our church and we not greet them. We not acknowledge their presence. Sometimes you might have to go out your way because they sit on the other side of the church. But make your way to the other side of the church. You see I'm walking up the steps. Don't just look at them. But extend kindness. Because you could be the one to cause them to say, skip the church. I knew, I knew there was a bunch of hypocrites anyway. I knew they wasn't about nothing anyway. So let us be careful how we entertain and care for strangers. Verse 35 and 37 of this lesson teaches us how to be fair in business and in law. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't like talking about y'all's freeing, but I don't know too many people that have been indicted with charges, multiple charges, 91? <laughs> Elder Farmer, if you was indicted with 91 charges, where would you be at today? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be there because you had life. But you got God and his favor. And his favor. But this man, y'all, I mean, he told him he wasn't going to take a mug shot. Get caught shoplifting at Walmart. I mean, Winco. I'm just saying Winco because that's what I know. I'm, you know. Okay. Get shot. Caught. They're going to do a mug shot when you get down to the, to, to the, to the whatever they take you to. No, they don't go that far. They go somewhere over there on the 122nd. <laughs> but uh, they do take a mugshot. This man didn't take no mugshot. That, that was the first thing. I ain't taking a mugshot. Come on now. Just because he's got money, he is not being, it's not just. It ain't fair. Because people that look like us, they ain't going to jail. They're going to try to throw the book at them. That's why it's important that when we pray for our political leaders, 
We pray Micah 6 and 8. What is that? Lord, allow them to love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before our God. We've got to change up the way we've been praying because, let me tell you, the way we've been praying, it ain't working. We need to be praying deeper and using the word of God, calling out these things, declaring, decreeing some things. We have been praying on the surface. How come our children ain't saved? Because we didn't call them out the gang. We didn't call them out the whole house. We didn't call them out the crack house. We just said, Lord, save our children. Let the Holy Ghost go get him. And the only way the Holy Ghost is going to get him is if you open up your mouth and say where they are. That's why I know we ain't been praying right. God is requiring for us in these last and evil days to live holy, to live righteous. To live according to his word, according to his statutes, according to his precepts. So that not only will greater St. Stephen be full, but the church up the street, Hughes, be full. Right across the street from Hughes, be full. You know there's enough people in this city to fill up all these churches. There's enough people. It should get to the point we're turning people away. You got security guards and there's no room. That's how we should be living our lives, not just on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 24-7. We should be living our lives upright, holy, not bringing any blame to the ministry, but being holy, being just, confronting people with the word of God, not with your feelings. Because that's where we get messed up all the time. Because we always start out, well, I feel like you. When you said this, I felt this. What if we was to say, sister, brother, because I'm a believer of the word of God, I'm coming to you asking that you forgive me because I was angry at what you said to me. I took offense to that. Please forgive me. Well, what do you think going to come next? You think they're going to cuss you out? Some, some people might because they're full of the devil because evil's always present. But the bottom line is, you did what you were required to do. You did what was expected of you to do. So let me let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. We ought to be motivated to live holy, to live righteous. 
to live a life that pleases God. Because we know how good he is. The Psalms say he's good, he's great, he's awesome. We just sang he's wonderful, he's amazing. We just sang that. And so we ought to know that and live it. So my word for the week, what was my word last week? What was my word last week? Obey. Okay. What was the word for the week before that? Bless. Today it's joyful. Joyful. As we live as God's just people, we ought to live joyfully. The J stands for justice. Treat others with fairness. Justice. Treat others with fairness. The O is for open-hearted living. Showing love and hospitality to all. Open-hearted living. And we do that by showing love and hospitality to all. The next one is yielding. Yielding by reframing from being disobedient. The F is forgiving. The U is uprightness. We must live holy, saints. Holiness is not a denomination. It's a lifestyle. And the L is loving my neighbor as myself. We must love our neighbors as we love ourselves. As God's chosen people, we are required to live joyfully. We read through Revelation chapter 16, and I'm closing. You can stand. We read Revelation chapter 16, and the Lord spoke so clear to us. He spoke to Elder during prayer time early Wednesday as she was watching the news and praying about things. And she reminded us and she brought to our attention what's happening in the world today that Putin and Mr. Kim have become friends. And if you know their history, they are really enemies. But they decided to come together because America is a joke. And they figure that we're dumb, we're stupid, and they're going to win the war against America. And they're going to take over. Because we're too busy fighting each other. And so what the Lord spoke to Elder is that the stage has been set. 
And as we were reading through Revelation 16, we started seeing some things that are happening in the world today. So this Wednesday at 6, 7 o'clock, please join us for Bible study. Because the body of Christ cannot be caught off guard to what's happening in the world, in the natural and in the spirit. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that we feel encouraged, we feel motivated to live holy, to live righteous, to live blameless in this corrupt and perverted nation. As we leave this worship experience full of your glory, full of your presence, full of your power, let those we come in contact with today and during the week be partaker of your goodness, of your grace, and your mercy by what we say and what we do. Father, we love you today. We appreciate you, and we count it a joy to be able to worship, to praise and magnify your holy name. And now what I pray, I pray that the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us, hence now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy, live holy every day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank mm-hmm. you.